and welcome to The Way We Get By. I'm Liam. And I'm Tim. Liam, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> We're doing this again? The whole, uh, I'm just just good? Mm-hmm. Nothing else? You don't, you're not like, mm-hmm. I'm doing okay, doing fine, mm-hmm. I'm hanging in there. Mm-hmm. Just good. Yes. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, before we recorded this, you ran in. You want, you showed me some Lego stuff that you've been working on. What, what were you working on? Um... So, um, I've been working on Charlie, like, Snoopy. Okay, okay. His doghouse. Nice, okay. <laughs> this is cool. And then I made Snoopy, and I put him on top of his doghouse. And then I made, um, like, a Red Baron. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, and, um, yeah. That's been pretty cool. That's awesome. These look really good. Well, we might post a picture of it in the, uh. On the website. Okay. You can't do it, obviously, in the podcast. Mm-hmm. So we'll try to do that. That's cool. Okay, man. Well, um, today, Liam, we've got a great episode, a really fun conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do we talk with? David Park. Now, can you tell who David Park is? David Park is um, a pastor at our church. Yep. he's He is the pastor at Open Table Community here in Atlanta, Georgia. Church we've been attending now... Uh, oh my goodness, 2012. So almost eight years. That's kind of wild. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. But um, so I'm going to brag a little bit about David and, and our church. Um, when when we started attending uh, back in 2012, we had hit this point where we were going to find a church we didn't hate. <laughs> that sounds kind of bad, but we were kind of uh, kind of burnt out a little bit. And uh, Open Table was just kind of like the moment we went in, the, the first day, um, we just kind of knew it was a place that we needed we needed to be at. And there's a lot of factors involved in why we wanted to, to stay. But hearing David preach and getting to know David was definitely one of them. He was just a phenomenal person, very down to earth. He's he's just a great guy. Like I, I, I feel like when we say the word pastor, it's like there's this sort of like far off, sort of like untu- not untouchable, but kind of like you have to be kind of careful around them or tiptoe around them. Um, but David is just a really relatable, just a, just a great, great human being, great person, great friend. And so it was really great to talk to him about how church has had to change because of this uh, pandemic, how our church community has had to change, and it was a lot of fun. And now, David Park. Do we need a brief or anything? Uh, I don't know how this thing works. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty easy. I've never we'll... been on a world-famous podcast before. What do I need to know to do this well, Liam? What do you need to know? What does he need to know in order to... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> See, it's that, it's that laid back. It's very, very <laughs> promising, this. So, yeah, so it's just just pandemic stuff, you know, the huge. So. Low-key. Okay, man. I can do low-key. Today's guest is David Park. Hi, David. Hi, Liam. Hi, Tim. Hey, how's it going? Good, good, yeah, not bad. <laughs> so before we before we jump in, can you give us a little uh, background? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, a little bit about myself. I know that's like um, a loaded question. That's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not even how much or where to start. Uh, I like chocolate <laughs> peanut butter, and um, uh, I oh well, okay. So yeah, I'm I I know Liam and Tim. I've known them for a long time, but I'm a pastor at a church called Open Table Community in the uh, uh, Brookhaven, Chambly, Doraville area of Atlanta, Georgia. And I've lived in Atlanta since 2002. 
I'm Korean American, and I've been in the South my whole life. So one of the reasons we were we were excited to talk to you, well, there's a lot. I mean, gosh, there's a lot of reasons. Like we're always excited to talk to you. There's been so many intriguing aspects about what's happening right now with the pandemic, and I've really been curious about talking to people like you that went that are kind of you know our church open table. Obviously, we all know like the mantra that you know, the church is not a building; it's the people, that sort of thing. But you know, a lot of church events, it's it's surrounded by like we're all together physically, you know. And um, so I've right, been really right. curious with you, even though you know we're several weeks in now, we're over a month in. Um, how it's been dealing with this pandemic when you can't meet physically, but still trying to meet somehow and still trying to make it work. How has all that been for you? Um, and how what all have you been doing uh, with Open Table to try to keep that sort of sense of community? Well, um, I think churches, like, so I'll speak about churches in general, since I, I, I kind of network with other churches, but yeah. I think churches in general are really struggling with it because, you know, uh, I think everybody who really wants to claim to have a sense of community, it comes from being together, right? Being in the same space, breathing the same air, which is why we're not in the same space right now. But uh, I think, uh, so I think a lot of churches are really struggling with that because we, we want to have that personal contact with one another, right? Um, so not having that and not being able to sort of uh, cultivate more of that connectivity and connection, and um, that really hurts, uh, hurts churches, I think, in general. But the other side of it is that there's a lot of need a lot of need that's being exposed. So, um, Liam, what school do you go to again? Oak Cliff. Oak Cliff. And what grade are you in? Um, fourth grade. Fourth grade already. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, <laughs> we're finding out that there's a lot of students that um, were getting, like, assisted lunch, you know, or, you know, um, free lunch or assisted lunch. And so what happens when kids, I don't, uh, kids don't get to eat lunch at school every day? Mm -hmm. So we're finding yeah. that. Our food system and the school system and just a lot of things are tied together. So education, uh, health, health, uh, just and, and sort of, you know, work is all related. And so I think one of the things that we're finding out as a church is, you know, a church is somewhat peripheral to all of that until we recognize, man, this is really where the real work of the church is. It's tied in with real families, schools, uh you know, workplace, we're, we're starting to really make those connections. So it's, uh, it hurts the church in some ways, but I think in other ways it makes the church very real because, you know, um, I know, uh, I, I don't work with Oak Cliff, Liam, but I work with, uh, some of the kids at Dresden, which is, you know, just down the street from you guys. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that's, uh, that's really where we've seen a lot of need and being able to sort of, uh, I've been doing some deliveries of food like food packages of like four pounds of food mm -hmm. each week um, and through a counselor there, there who's a part of our church as well. She, we're, I think we're going to um, feed 100, deliver 140 bags of food to 140 homes uh, and wow. apartments this week. So, I mean, in some ways we're not meeting as a church, but I kind of feel like we're doing some great things as a church. Yeah. You know, we're getting to see some good, good things happen. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. almost feel like, man, if, if this didn't happen to us, would we have been able to be awakened to those sort of needs? Mm, yeah. Like I've driven up to some apartments uh, in the last few weeks where I've just been like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know these apartments were this close together. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't know that there were this many people living in one apartment, or I didn't know that four pounds of bat, you know, four pounds of food or this amount of groceries was like, oh, we really needed that. Thank you so much. And so those are some of the things you can kind of forget if yeah. you're not out in the out in the neighborhood. Yeah, definitely. How, That's how's it been for you guys? Are you stuck in that room all the time? No. <laughs> yeah. No. This is you doing okay, wa- Liam. Yes. Is your dad driving you crazy? No. Oh, there's there, good, good there's, hesitation. There's, yeah, there's a little bit of hesitancy I there. I don't. I get that. Right though. words. Right <laughs> words. Just that hesitation. You did well, kid. You did. Well. <laughs> how many? <laughs> how many interviews do you do do like this, Eliam? I forgot. Yeah, we've. You might oh. be number. Oh gosh, nine or ten somewhere there. So it's been fun. It's been oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So you mentioned. So you mentioned the helping serve food at Dresden. It was one, I will say just, you know, we, we live in these communities. We kind of, there's, that's always kind of in the periphery, but I do remember one of the first, um, and I, I mentioned this in a couple episodes ago, so I know people are going to hear, hear me say this over again, but I remember the, one of the first moments of like, oh, wow, Pete, everybody's going to start seeing stuff like this is, um, there's a New York times article, um, before I want to say, before I don't remember when, when is it sometime in March, but there was that debate of, okay, we're probably going to need to close schools here in New York City, the public schools, but over 100,000 kids that go to these schools are homeless. And there is this huge dilemma of the schools where people, where these kids get this food, maybe new clothes, you know, change of clothes, clean clothes. There's so many things that the school is providing that just wouldn't be there if they were closed. And I remember Hope wondering, maybe this is where... Man, I don't know. And you took it even further about the church stepping in, but I was like, maybe this is where people, the this, yeah, I don't know, like where people people will start seeing all these ideas of how our American exceptionalism, like maybe maybe things are rougher than most people realize. No, that's a that's a great point. I think we we're we were so busy living life that we weren't recognizing sort of the quality of the lives that we lead. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Like so. Um, I do think um, I do think that we were sort of living life at a pace that wasn't very it wasn't very healthy it wasn't very um, quality and so um, I'm hoping that and this is one of the things that I've realized about church too and, and a sense of community is what does it really uh, mean for us to live a better life right and yeah. Liam I don't know if you ever thought about this you're probably maybe happier that you know school isn't all day right. Maybe uh, maybe you're a little frustrated with getting, you know, trying to log on and get to the right homework or whatever. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not you're not there from seven thirty to two thirty, right? And you're with your family a lot, which has its pros and its cons, right? Mm-hmm. But I think there's a real view, real view of this that says um, maybe you can live. Uh, maybe there is a real plus to this, so that your family stays closer and you stay. Uh, get to know everybody better and you get to sort of see what happens at home and how you can make the house a better place. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think we're all starting to recognize that the, even though we're an economy that runs on consumption, what happens when those things are sort of never questioned and never uh, sort of constrained? Like right now we're constrained because like I can't go to the grocery store whenever I want. 
And when I go, they don't have the things that I think I need that are on my list. Yeah. And sort of I'm, I'm learning to live in a new way that says I can live with less. I can mm. even live with less interaction. I don't have as many things to look forward to. But you know what? Looking forward to this podcast, right? So I was looking forward to this interview. And these things become a little bit sweeter because I don't get to do them all the time. And that I don't get to see you guys every Sunday like I used to. So mm. now when I see you online through a blurry, you know, uh, fragmented, pixelated screen, at least I, I treasure it more because of the limitation. And I think mm. when you live in sort of a state where things were had no limits before, we just didn't value them as much. When I thought, hey, I'll see Liam and Tim, I get to see them every week, you know, whenever, you know, I, I didn't think much of it. But now it's like more meaningful. And I think it's like that with everything. So when you see your friends at school, when you see your t teachers, when you see everybody starts to have a little bit more value. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't take sure. them for granted, right? Yeah. Although you might take your parents for granted a little bit more because they're around all the time. What do you think, William? <laughs> mm -hmm. How are you keeping the church um, church community, like, yeah, yeah, community. Um, active over the week? Oh, man, that's a great question. So um, in some ways, I think we're actually a little bit more active now than we were before. Um so one of the ways I used to, so we're a small church, you know this, Liam, we're not that big of a church. So in some ways, uh, we were just friends. Like we just kind of operated as sort of a, a group of friendships. So um, like with your dad, I would just call him up like I would any friend. Just be like, hey, man, you want to run down to Dairy Queen and grab something? Hey, man, you got time to talk? You want to grab lunch? We would do that a lot. And now we can't do that. Um, probably might be better for us, but health-wise. Um, <laughs> But what we do now is we sort of leverage those friendships. We use those friendships and we just cr create other opportunities to, to connect. Mm -hmm. So we use a lot of Zoom calls during the week. And we're using Zoom even now for our Sunday gatherings. And we, were a diff we, we had started down this path of be trying to become a church that's not just one-way communication. So in a lot of churches, it, uh, pastors will, will preach to the congregation um, but the congregation doesn't ask questions back. It's just, hey, I'm going to tell you the word of the Lord. Y'all better do it. Mm -hmm. Bless you. Bye. Yeah. And it just turns into one of those things. Mm -hmm. uh, but we had started a journey where, I mean, you know this, Liam. You would say mm -hmm. the sending prayer and everybody would repeat after you. Or mm -hmm. we would have table talk questions and people would interact and have conversations. Sometimes you'd just talk with the people at your table. Sometimes you'd share in a big group. So we would do all these kinds of things where we were trying to promote a lot of activity, you know, even at church. So now that we're doing that online, we don't have to be in the same space. We're still creating a lot of interaction and conversation. So we've been trying to find uh, online platforms that do that. So Zoom is one, uh, a lot of conference calls and stuff like this where we create a lot of conversation. So... Awesome. We try to create as much conversation as possible. And can you, would you be okay sharing? I love some of the things you're, you're trying to do throughout the week. Can you share a couple of those specific kind of meetings that you're doing through zoom? Um, and why? Because I, I really yeah. like some of those ideas. They're really great. Sure. So, um, one of the things that we do is, or there's a couple of times for women in the evening just to kind of chat and sort of process and like vent. And, um, so there's a couple <laughs> opportunities for that. 
uh, there's a the living room, which is the youth ministry, the youth sort of gathering. They still gather, but they gather online. And then uh, there's been like a guy who loves gaming. Do you like you like games? Mm-hmm. Have you ever done Have you ever done one of those choose your own adventure books, Liam? Um, I don't know. Have you? No, but I have one. You have? So there's a there's a board game based on the book Choose Your Own Adventure. And so uh, a friend of ours, John Ibsen, he led us online through that process. So we would all sort of gather around and he would read us the story. And then he'd be like, okay, if you guys jump in the river, it's page 18. Or if you guys choose to go on to the village, you know, and then you'd be like, and we'd all talk about it and be like, okay, let's go in the river. <laughs> and, you know, so we played that, we played that game together. So we have like a game night. Um, and then we have, have uh, a guys, we call it a, a nightcap. So we're like usually just hanging out and talking on one night. And then uh, on Friday morning, we have a uh, Bible for breakfast. So we do a little Bible study on Friday. And on Wednesdays, we've started this recently where we have a midweek, uh, midday time of reflection. And that's where we're trying to learn some spiritual practices. So the, the examine, the Jesus prayer, silence. So some practices for spiritual discipline. And one thing, and I know we can get away with this, I think more so because we're uh, we're a smaller, more tight-knit church, but um, I uh, talk to a lot of people that they'll just kind of watch live streams and, or, you know, not just, I feel bad saying just, but like, but the idea for me that the being able to zoom and kind of break away and meet and talk, you know, to a small group of people, I feel like it's just been a really rich experience that I don't know, you know, the idea of live stream just doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. I don't know. I feel like what we're doing with Zoom is really great. Well, you're you know, just, you're sorry. already uh, partial to to us because you've been part of our group. But like, uh, I think a lot of there are a lot of churches and a lot of people who attend those churches that really liked a really well produced, you know, uh, uh, a lot of well produced uh, yeah yeah worship services, right? Definitely. Uh, so I think you know. I don't know if you like to go to those restaurants where you have to put together your own salad or whether you like to go to a restaurant where they like cook everything in the back and just kind of mm-hmm. bring it out to you. Yeah. I kind of see our kind of church community as one of those where you put together your own meal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas some, some people really like that. Well, I just want to sit here and just get uh, you know, five star Michelin, mm-hmm. uh, you know, really great food. And, and sometimes I think that's great, but I think yeah. for, for the kind of community we are and, the, where I see the future of church being really helpful is where everybody gets to participate, even if yeah. it's a little bit. Yeah, no, true. That's a good point. But obviously, most most people, well, most people still really enjoyed a, a really well, well-curated, well-produced, mm-hmm. you know, commodity. Yeah. Well, I want to, yeah. I want to jump or kind of now, uh, instead of focusing on the church, kind of move it more towards you. And one of the big reasons I'm really curious, we've talked about it already in person, but I feel like we have a lot of similarities uh, in the sense of we're very extroverted sevens on the Enneagram, you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I feel like a pandemic is like, I didn't realize until uh, it's happened, but it's like a seven's worst nightmare. Uh, yeah. How, how are you? Yeah, do- how, I hate it. Yeah. How are you doing? What do you, maybe what are you doing also like to combat that, that sort of that desire need to be around people and suddenly it's gone. Yeah. I don't know if I'm doing very well at it. Honestly, I think, um, 
I think phone calls and interviews like this are really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I really realized that one of the things that I enjoyed so much about my work as a pastor was the variety of it and sort of the unpredictability of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes that can be very stressful too, because yeah. like there are definitely there are some days where I could encounter a problem from homelessness to um, you know, a big theological question and then a marriage issue or, you know, some sort of organizational leadership mm-hmm. thing or whatever. Yeah. So I, although I would say that can be stress inducing as well, like having the same day, everything just be very monotonous. I don't know what day it is today. I don't know if tomorrow's going to look any different. That for me is just as stressful. So in some ways I realized that I was sort of addicted to variety, which, mm, yeah. I mean, any addiction's not good. So it, it makes you kind of reflect on why am I wired this way? And ooh, I need to I need to check myself as to why I think this is so important. Yeah. But over overall I've been feeling a little bit down, you know? Yeah, it's been so. it's been hard. There's like this one this this uh, side of me that's like, oh like I'm I'm trying to like think the best aspects of it, but it's just not but the feeling of it, it's just I can't embrace it's hard to embrace those like oh this will be good to kind of like slow down and all these things that in my mind i think are gonna be good things oh doesn't super feel good. hard yeah <laughs> oh man. yeah super hard i i don't know if you're you know um I, i'm trying i mean i'm not resentful of what i have i have a i mean i have a lot more than most people so i shouldn't be i shouldn't complain at all and i'm not trying to say my life is worse or harder but mm. my I think my base personality is, that's been revealed through this, that's been sort of uncovered, is that mm-hmm. I c- kind of quietly really wanted everybody to do their own thing, and so I yeah. could do my own thing. But when when everybody's home and we're all sort of like, "Hey, can you help me do this?" and mm-hmm. "Oh, can you?" Oh, I, I start to like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, I can." <laughs> but can you just go back to school and I can go back to my life? You know, which is yeah. not not fair it's hard for everybody right liam i mean mm-hmm. it's not easy on anybody yeah how about yeah liam are you are you missing friends a lot are you kind of doing okay doing your own thing how are, uh-huh. how are you feeling in all this um i feel relaxed you do oh good that's awesome that's good so like mm-hmm. the idea of like being around people you don't feel like you have to have to do that you kind mm-hmm. of you're okay kind of if you even if you're just doing your own thing you're mm-hmm. you're all right it's good it's a good place to be it's a good place mm-hmm. to be. I'm jealous. <laughs> um, what what are you doing during this time to find rest? That's a good question. I think I've just been. Uh, I mean, this sounds embarrassing, but I just kind of sleep more. Mm. Uh, and I also have been reading more. Um, but I don't know if I. I'm not a real person who enjoys rest, so mm, some yeah. of this actually makes me. Um, <laughs> Or wanting to get out, but mm-hmm. but because you, I, I feel I don't know when you feel trapped, you just kind of have to learn to accept it, right? Yeah. Acceptance yeah. and being sober about Ugh, this is this is me. I, I have a problem with mm-hmm. staying home. Yeah. And uh, but like I like I was sharing with you guys before, like I, I think this helps me just um, not take people for granted and appreciate people more. So yeah, I appreciate you guys more. Oh man, I yeah. What there's one silver line. So like, you know, we're 
the same boat really i'm really struggling with not being able to do so not that this makes it better but one silver lining for me is i feel like knowing it's like in the past like if if i couldn't do something i couldn't be social if something happening i'll be really disappointed but knowing that like everybody else is in the same boat not like i want people to be in the same boat but like knowing oh wait there's nothing to go to anyways it's been kind it's kind of a little you know made it a little bit more okay but it's still just oh man it's I have this, yeah, yeah. I, like if I see anybody, I know, which obviously is rare, like this weird compulsion, just like tackle, hug them. It's like, I'm just like, oh, I can't <laughs> even come near you. Oh, okay, never mind. Oh. Yeah, you can't <sighs> tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Liam, how do you, how do you rest? How do you relax mm. nowadays? I um, I don't really know. So like when you're done with schoolwork, when you want to just kind of go off to your own thing, what are some things you do? Either do Duolingo or practice my piano. Okay. Nice. Are you into piano? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It's this wow. uh this during this pandemic, we Beth has like her old keyboard from when she was a kid. We still have it. And he was like, wow. hey, can you pull that out? And so it's been it's been fun. It's been neat to hear. So are you have you been taking lessons too? Well, um on this app. Where it could hear what you're what you're playing, and on the screen it tells you what to play. Oh, what's the app called? Simply Piano. Oh, nice. It's pretty cool. How, and like, is it like Duolingo where it gives you like these like little lessons? Uh. Or like. Not exactly, but it's kind of like Duolingo. I don't know how to explain it. That's okay. That's all good. Yeah, it's not easy to explain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but does it have like a? Can you like see a keyboard in front of you, and it has like the notes highlighted or the keys highlighted? Um, huh? it's. How it's, do you know what to play? Um, so for beginner, for beginners, it, um, instead of just. So it marks a finger as a number. And it has that number underneath the note, so then if it, if it was the thumb, ah, and you would press um a note with like your thumb. Okay, so like your thumb has a certain number, mm-hmm. your fingers. Okay, it's neat. Nice. And is this the app? And I saw you playing with one where like if you get a couple notes wrong, mm-hmm. it'll just automatically start over. Like it'll kind of assume. Like that you got lost, or you like it'll kind of start over really easily without you having to tell it. Oh, start this over. Was that the same app, or is that a different app? Um, that was the same app. Okay, cool. But yeah, so if you make a mistake, then it um, then it brings you back, not to the beginning, but like so, like. If you were playing the song, say, um, any song, <laughs> there's like certain points, and then right, right. if you if you complete a point, then it gives you it gives you a um, like the a bar goes up, and then uh-huh. if, if the bar so it's like goes, a checkpoint takes mm, you up to check. Mm, yes. And then if it goes all the way up, then you're done with that song. Okay. So how many songs have you done? Um, you know? Um, two, four, 
actually four weren't on my um the simply piano app i learned them uh -huh. from youtube but wait i have to think you must have done a lot of songs <laughs> it's gonna be I like th i think gotcha. eight <laughs> eight nice that's awesome nice it'd be funny if you're thinking that's that awesome like, i'll uh, look into that two i did two. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah that's what that's, that's, that's what i should sing. do is, is try to play mm -hmm. the play the piano again i used to play the piano how old yeah so fourth grade are you like eight seven eight um nine you're not oh my bad my bad that's um that's actually when i started taking piano lessons was hey. when i was in mm -hmm. when i was nine years old mm -hmm. so that's awesome yeah yeah, I should I should get back into it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so other than rest, uh, uh, talking about feeling the feelings of just like having struggling during this as extroverts, is there anything you're trying yeah. to? I guess I guess talking on the phone, calling people, are things you're trying to do actively to to kind of keep that at bay? I'm kind of asking for a friend or me, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh. Well, I think you kind of hit on it though. It's because some of this is hard. it doesn't come naturally for me. Mm -hmm. Like the the stopping activity to take time to reflect, to have mm. some silence because these things are like almost physiologically painful for me. Yeah. Um it's I mean it is really I mean I think I think a lot of my sort of weaknesses are being revealed. Mm. And I I am trying to sort of reflect on that and you know, prayerfully ask, like, how do I change? Like, how do I not be so dependent on variety or newness that I'm, un I'm not a fun person to be with just because I'm stuck at home? And because it, mm -hmm. it sometimes it communicates the wrong message to people I care a lot about. But when I'm like, yeah. oh, I just got to get out of here. And they're like, why? Why are we not enough? I'm like, no, you're enough. But I... <laughs> something else to do mm -hmm. so it's it's really really weird to see my personality come out and 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 recognize oh this this is something i need to i need to ask ask uh for change and for help with changing yeah but you know part of it is part of it is just a new uh, again i know i'm saying the same thing so many different ways but it's it's a uh, really a uh, a deeper ownership of gratitude right I took for granted freedom. I took for granted the amount of variety and variation. Yeah. You know, part of my privilege and part of my wealth is in, in just I get to do whatever, whenever. And, you know, whether if it's trying a new restaurant out or meeting somebody new or spending time with somebody new that has a new problem or a new, uh, new idea. I kind of took that for granted. And so uh, this is really helping me to recognize, you know, most of the world, they live the same day-to-day -day life and variety is a real treat for them. Mm. And I think I have been sort of uh, over, you know, just um, had I had too much of an abundance of that and didn't recognize how rich I was with that type of, you know, wonderful variation. Yeah. So part of it is practicing gratitude, you know? Yeah. And that was our chat with David. That was a great interview. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun, Liam, right? Yeah. Awesome. Well, I guess I guess that's that's it. What we do want to say before we leave is we would um, love to hear from you. Liam, how 
can people reach out if they want to just say hi or if they maybe want to be on the podcast themselves? How can they reach us? Um, by email. Great. What's the email address? Um, uh, it's I'm Liam Rhodes at gmail.com. Awesome. That's I M L I A M R H O D E S at gmail.com. Well, I guess that's it. So, Liam, I guess you want to take us out. Oh, yeah. What do you want to say? This oh, yeah, Liam. We, we forgot something really important we had to mention about this episode. Mm-hmm. Th- this podcast is sponsored by Pancakes. Pan- wait, pancakes? Pancakes. Like, just... Wait a minute. Like, just the food? Just the yeah, pancake? just the food. Pancake. So, okay, what, like, why? Like, They're good for breakfast. That's it? Mm-hmm. Oh. And they're good if you put whipped cream on them. And blueberries. Mm. And syrup. Oh, man, on that note, we need to get, we need to make some pancakes. That sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to do that. But before we do that, Liam, can you take us out on the four goals? Stay at home. Wash your hands. Don't get infected. And love your neighbors. <laughs>